All right, talking tunes, and we're here with the game that uh, G has never lost at yet. He beat Britta. He's beat Peter Tripp, the curly-headed kid, in the third row. Beat him badly, too. I mean, he just oh, he well, beat him so bad that uh, Peter Tripp just said. But there was an overtime. Yeah, it, yeah They was. had to go to a third question. That's true. A That's third true. debate topic. So, so if you've been listening to the Talking Tunes show here every Saturday morning on 100.9 FM, you'll know that this is our weekly debate topic. And I assign which side you're on, and then you get 60 seconds to make your stand and try to win over the audience, which basically is me. (laughs) (laughs) I have to make the ultimate decision. So that's how the game works. So since uh, Steve's new to the game, I'm gonna we're gonna have G go first. Okay. Our first topic today, poor Steve, is uh, UFOs. Sometimes referred to as unidentified flying objects, otherwise. So, G-Man, of course, as we all know, is a huge believer. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you've got 60 seconds to tell us why UFOs are real. Go. Uh, This is a real easy one for me. Um, The Egyptians, uh, a lot of people have written documents, whether in stones, um, whether in wall, whether of uh, alien beating beings, if you look at the temples or whatever, about a higher being of people that did something. Where did that come from? That came from UFOs and that came from aliens. Why do I know? Because uh, if you look at some of those hieroglyphics or things that were put on in the walls, there was light was bulbs. What was that? Uh, hieroglyphics or whatever. <laughs> What the hell? Anyway, they had light bulbs, electricity, and all kinds of stuff that was farther than any technology. So that technology, I'm telling you right now, came from UFOs and came from people that um, we have not been in touch with. And finally, I would like to tell you. Time. The, dang it. And you, you right. forgot about E.T. <laughs> I forgot all about E.T. E. All right. Well, here. You can poke holes Steve, in that thing. Steve's going to try to <laughs> That's win it. Here we go. Steve, well, UFOs are not real in your opinion. UFOs are not real. There's not a shred of solid evidence to prove their existence. What intelligent being would willingly come to this planet and <laughs> hook up with the knuckleheads that the humans are there's no absolutely no reason for them to come here. There's no, nothing of value here. There's 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 they they left nothing of any significance. You would you would think if there were actually UFOs that had came here, they would have had to establish a base or some sort of a docking port. That if you were going to dock a, a, a spacecraft that was capable of coming from across the universe, it would certainly require substantial technical uh, assistance to uh, if nothing else refurbish it for its return journey there's there's really nothing that that shows that the the time all right as is uh, custom on this show after we finish the the first debates we do get to ask a follow-up question to try to further the cause and see if they can strengthen their position um so I guess my one question back to Steve is going to be regarding um, the reference to if there were higher beings from other places outside of the earth, 
they wouldn't choose to come here. Um, is that is that in some way a reference that there might be a higher being or other? Well, I I, I certainly uh, accept the possibility of a higher being. I I would just think if there was a, a higher intelligence being that they. I would question their intelligence if they came here. <laughs> so came they, here for they, the blues. They would avoid the earth like most people avoid Cleveland. I get it. Okay. G-Man. Yes, sir. You lost me at light bulbs in the pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have proof that there were light bulbs back then in the pyramid to help light up the hieroglyphics? No. Okay. First of all, you, you, you misinterpret what I'm saying. I'm, oh, saying I'm sure I did. <laughs> With the Egyptians, yes, it, with written in the walls, they had uh, electricity, uh, things like light bulbs that were carved into the wall. The second thing that I wanted to say, real quick, like emojis, uh, uh, like emojis, <laughs> highway, uh, no, not highway, but Area Fifty One. Um, the, the this government has covered up numerous times that a beings, and just recently. They have said that something came to this earth that they could not recognize, and that is proven that they, they could not explain the speed. They could not explain how it traveled. So there are UFOs. Fake news. I'm going to go with Steve. Yeah. Steve wins the first round. You know what? I, I want to add to the light bulb thing. There was <laughs> a, very, a very recent uh, survey done in, in England of, of – uh, youth and they found that these kids don't even know how to change a light bulb so how would they even be able to recognize what a light bulb was or can is? we get this straight i didn't say there were ufos in there i was saying that they had in the pyramids carved emojis that looked like light bulbs we got Not emojis yeah. damn it smiley faces Cat faces oh, and hearts for eyes. I think you're getting to get the temper up there of the, of the hey, Greg, hey, Greg, Greg yes. when, when did you fly in from outer space? <laughs> He's been accused. He's what's, been accused. What's what's the thing? You that ever they... been probed, G? <laughs> <laughs> I'll never tell you, big boy. <laughs> what, uh, what what is the thing that they they see in the in the the Cornfields and stuff where they have the the patterns. What are those? What are those from? I mean, they tourist proved that traps. was man-made. They, pro <laughs> they, proved that, they proved that a lot of those were creative mowing. Okay, creative mowing. Okay, yeah. So were you and out there? And there is no Area Fifty One. It is an Area Fifty One. There's no Area Fifty One. There is an Area Fifty One. I'll, I'll pay you hundred dollars if you drive me to Area Fifty One. Nobody can drive there. <laughs> they'll shoot you before you can get there. <laughs> You can only get to 52, you can, and then you get, get shot. You can get to 50. You can't get to 51. Yeah, you can go past it. It's yeah. like it's like the exit that doesn't exist. You can go, here comes exit 50. Here's exit 52. Where, where? where did 51 go? Uh, okay. Where's Steve Mister go through Should we stop there? I don't know. I, I, yeah. Well, no, no. We, no, we got to go again. We got to go again. He's got to have his last on, chance. Man. His last chance. Yeah, yeah, you know, you brought in a ringer. Well, and I, maybe you know, but hey, that's all right. Oh, that's all right. He's never played the I'm game rope yet. I'm doping. I'm rope doping, but I'm okay. <laughs> all right, now the, again, I'm I, I assign like the topic. So, like just for our 
for our listeners out there that think this has all been prepared, you guys yeah, have yeah. never heard the subjects, and you also don't know who's going to get assigned which end of it. I don't think they think this is prepared, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, I don't think anyone's accused us of accus- no. preparing anything on this show. Right, that's, right. That's, that's probably a good, valid point. All right, on this next second topic, um, this time Steve's going to have to go first, and he is against zoos. Go. <laughs> I'm I'm against zoos. I'm I'm against caging any creature. There's these animals were born free. They deserve to be free. I, I I'm disgusted by by zoos. I, when I see a zoo, it's nothing but uh, caged animals ripped out of their environment with a, a life of being once again ogled by people that believe in UFOs <laughs> and. Don't know how to change a light bulb. That, that their idea of good nutrition is fast food restaurants. Zoos are a bad thing. I don't support them. I would, I'd love to see all of them closed down and let the animals go. Preferably in your neighborhood. <laughs> Free them into society. I like it. So far... Now, with a rebuttal, here's the G-Man with why he absolutely loves zoos. Go. Oh, Steve, go hug a Bambi or a tree. (laughs) The reason why we need zoos is because the thing is simply is because we need education on these animals. How am I going to know what a lion is if I don't see a lion? How am I going to know what a giraffe is if I don't see a giraffe? In other words, how are we going to take care of these things in the future? How, how are we going to tell our children about these things? Zoos explain to us and give us a chance to take animals. Now, I wouldn't take animals that are non-injured. I would take animals <laughs> that have been injured in the wildness and wilderness and save them and put them in zoos so we can be educated to see these animals. Oh, God. That, you got eight more seconds. Yeah, eight seconds. I'm done. <laughs> yes, you are. Turn your light out. All right. Once again, we do have the follow-up question. Anybody else on the panel here today have a follow-up question for either of those two positions? How do they feel about the movie Jumanji? <laughs> and the wild animals coming out of the cage. <laughs> anybody? Has anybody seen the movie? I've seen yeah. the movie, and it's basically computer-generated graphics. They don't use any real animals. So no animals were harmed during the making of the No movie? animals were harmed or used. It's all fake. Although they were all harmed in G-Zoo, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got all these injured, lame animals you can come and look at. I think you should sing Born Free right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You, you know, you guys just that hate a good argument. Ever seen a three-legged giraffe? <laughs> hey, you can smell them coming. I know you that. Know what? That's for sure. <laughs> Even the host has lost it today. Now listen, listen, what I am saying, let me go back. If a bald eagle was hurt for some reason yes, and cannot go back into the wild, right. it should... It turns itself in. We'll get it and put it in a zoo. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That bald eagle is going to run right to your house so you take care of it, right? 
It just happened recently where Eagle was found dead. I mean, things happen. <laughs> you know, we hey, animals get hurt in the wild. Yeah. Now you know? I know who ran over that eagle. <laughs> All right, so we have to come up with a conclusion here. Steve is our new champion. Yeah, see, you know, but I, but I, I will pay to go to the lame animal zoo. <laughs> you know what? I didn't have a chance. No, I didn't, you really I, didn't I, on I that did, one. You did, didn't on that I one. I did you know. not have a you chance. You had 120 seconds worth of chances. I did not have a chance because everybody hates a champion. But that's okay. Oh, what, that's okay. Oh, that's what, what we have is. is you're retired because you lost, and we got another one who is not going to be able to come back I, and do it again. You, so we got two champions. You, Bye-bye. You know, you know what? I, I have to say this, Steve. You, you, you're good. You, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I, I can say the rest of y'all. Y'all haters, haters, all y'all haters. Y'all don't, y'all don't like my zoo <laughs> with the, the injured I still, animals. I still say the pirates might beat the injured ninjas. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be back with G's sanctuary after this. And I'm gonna come back and tell you why pirates can beat ninjas. G, you're the champ. <laughs> you're the champ. Oh, no. So you are a 20-year-old girl, and you live at your folks' house. Now, according to Dear Abby, is it proper for you to entertain your boyfriends there when they are not home? When the boyfriends ain't home? No, 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 when your parents are home. When my home. parents ain't home. Uh, is it all right for a 20-year-old girl to entertain her boyfriend? If she wants to make a few dollars. <laughs>
Welcome to Talking Tunes. I'm Oscar Osbo. Today we were supposed to renew our wedding vows, Terry and myself, my wife of 20 years. But with the virus, we decided that it would be safer if we did not do that right now and postponed it till later. It was going to be wonderful with uh, Britta Cleveland singing, with Kathy Eckerd uh, performing the ceremony, Peter Tripp, the curly-headed kid, as my best man, Bill Marshall walking my wife down the aisle, but uh, and all my family and friends that were going to be coming also. But because of the virus, we have to take these things seriously, uh, with my wife having a pretty much no immune system and myself with congestive heart failure. I guess we all have to take these things very seriously, and that's what I'm asking today. That everybody takes this takes this very seriously, especially the younger people, because there's so many of our, uh, the older people, uh, people that are expecting, people that uh, have uh, weak immune systems, that are worried sick about this whole thing. So be kind, be kind to uh, to the other ones. If you are one of the young ones and, and in good shape, thank goodness for that. But uh, be kind and be careful with the uh, the ones that aren't. So. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And in my hour of darkness, she is standing right in front of me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. Let it be, let it be, let it be. Whisper words of wisdom, let it be. And when the broken-hearted people living in the world agree, there will be an answer, let it be. For though they may be parted, there is still a chance that they will see. There will be an answer. Let it be, 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 yeah, there will be answer, let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be, whisper words of wisdom, let it be. Wake up to 
Now, if, if I was going out to, to, if I see a car I like, and I say, I see it, then it's a, uh, now, would you recommend buying from a, a car dealer or buying from? Uh, well, most people like buying from an individual. Because right. buying from an individual, they feel like uh, they're going to get a, a more honest deal. Now, there's one thing people have to watch for. It's got a name now. It's called curbsiding. There are a lot of people out there that are selling used cars, adding them in papers, and they're pretending it's their car or their brother-in-law's car. Right. And they're salesmen, really. Right. Uh, you want to check that out by always looking at the title of a car before any deals. And if, if you're at all suspicious, say you want to see the title. If they say, well, they don't have it, then go on to somebody else because yeah. there's a lot of people doing that. Yeah, but, we, we got a guy down, down the street here in Henry that uh, every week I go by there, he has a new car in front of his house. <laughs> yeah, now, if they're honest about it, it doesn't matter. If, yeah. if they have a used car dealer license, they can show it to you. And they'll say, yes, I'm a used car dealer, and I buy and sell. Some of those guys, they know what they're doing. They'll buy a car for a thousand, sell it for two thousand, mm -hmm. and if somebody gets a good car for two thousand, they could be very happy with it. But a lot of these people are just guys that go out and they buy wrecked cars yeah. or cars that have been stolen. They pick them up for for five, six hundred dollars, fix them as cheaply as they can, and try to sell them for three or four thousand dollars. The general way to find those people are in the ads in the paper. The asking price will usually always be a few thousand or fifteen hundred less than what the book value of the car is in those blue books. And that's pretty much a flag that says, oh, these people may be salesmen selling and pretending it's somebody else. Right. Now, most people will advertise a car at book value, which is usually highly inflated in what it's actually worth. But they advertise it at book, so when you barter with them, you can come down. These guys already come down because they don't want to waste their time. They want to get people fast to sell cars and then sell another one. And they're... they're, they're pretty sharp at it so you always want to look at the title see whose name is in it okay so you should well, check the check the name of the title and check look at check the name see if it's their name and uh, see how old then, the title is uh, of course the biggest thing there is it'll always tell you the last owner of the car and the original owner if they're not the original it goes back two generations and if uh, they say it's one owner and it's got somebody else's name on as the previous lien holder you know they're giving you a line of baloney okay. and that makes a lot in a used car because if it's a one owner it's worth a lot more than if it's been through two or three people. Okay, now if you're going up to these these people and they're selling this this used car, now aren't they selling it for re the reason that uh, okay, there's too many things that are going wrong with this car, so they well, would there's buy lots one? of reasons. A lot of people are worried that when they get a used car, they're buying somebody else's problem. Yeah. Now, some of the times that's the case, but that's why I wrote this book. Today, it's not as much as it used to be because with the price of new cars averaging over twenty thousand dollars, a lot of people can't afford a new car, and a lot of people, when they need cash, you just think, the only way you can get ready cash is by selling a car if you've got a nice car. It might take you a year to sell a house, and you know how 
TVs, VCRs are. You buy them for eight hundred dollars. If you ever try to sell them or pawn them, you're going to get about fifty dollars. Right, right. Cars are worth a lot of money. And, uh, as an example, last year I had a customer. She had three cars. Her and her two sons had three cars, and they needed money for his college education. So what they did was they sold the best car they had because they knew they wouldn't get much for the two clunkers. Right. But they sold a really nice Honda for four thousand dollars, and the person who bought it happened to be one of my customers. And, she was real happy with the car, and they were happy to get the money. So there's plenty of good used cars out there. You just have to know what you're doing by reading a book like mine, and uh, uh, you don't have to be a mechanic. You just have to be able to read the English language. <laughs> okay, okay. So uh, now, the, like you say, the first first step is checking the the, 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 the title to see if it's a... Uh, yeah, to see if it's a legitimate deal, because you don't want to go any further if it's not a legitimate deal. Okay. Uh, and if it isn't, just walk away. Now, when an average person is checking out a car, there's three main things you want to look at, and that's the body, the engine, and the transmission. Everybody can use their eyes. Look for blemishes. See if the paint doesn't match. And where you guys are, look under the wheel wells for rust, around all the windows, especially the front back windows, for rust, and open the trunk. Look under the spare tire and look around for rust there, because cars, that's where they start to rust. And when a car starts rusting, you guys know it's on its last legs, and you don't want to pay much money for a rusty car. If you're getting a car for a few hundred bucks, hey, you're going to get some rust up there. Down here in Texas, you don't, but up there you do, and it might still be a decent car, but if you're paying a lot of money, you don't want a rust mobile. And then you want to check the transmission, which most cars are going to be automatic, back up for about a minute or two in an empty parking lot, because reverse is often the first gear that goes out in automatics. So okay. back up a little, then go up and down hills and corners, see if it shifts right. Even if you don't know what a transmission is, you know when it doesn't shift right, and it jerks and clunks, or if it makes noises, then check the engine. And if you know how much your engine, just start the car up, look for smoke. If you see black smoke or blue smoke, walk away. And when you're road testing it, uh, in the summer especially, if it has air conditioning, turn the air conditioning on full blast. And when you drive it 10, 15 minutes, say, look at the temperature gauge. Because if the temperature gauge is getting too hot, walk away. Never buy a used car that has an overheating problem because maybe it's a $50 water pump, but, hey, it might be a $2,000 engine job. And you don't want to mess with a car that's overheating if you're going to pay a decent dollar for it. Okay, okay. Some good tips in here. I mean, this, this is oh, I've got millions of them in the book. <laughs> okay, all right. So this is something that I, I, I definitely should buy. I think yeah, I think because it's, it's, it's been a very expensive, <laughs> very very expensive lesson for me. I've, I've I've spent so many so much money on used cars. I mean, uh, a friend of mine over at the air show this week, we were joking about some car that uh, Robosaurus was going to eat because uh, it looked like a better car than some of the cars that I've had in the past. You know. So um, I, I was never a very good judge of a very good yeah, judge Yeah, you know, this book's only $12.95, and it, I figure I've saved Americans about $50 million bucks by how many I've sold so far. I figure the average person is going to save about $500. And uh, it's knowledge that anybody can use. And even, even you, when you said, oh, I've lost a lot of money. Well, you haven't really. Because just think, if you would have bought new cars instead of used, if you bought one for 20 and then when it's seven, eight years old, it's worth about three. You just lost seventeen thousand right. dollars. And I imagine for seventeen thousand dollars, you can get quite a few good used cars. And even if a couple were lemons, you're still coming out ahead of time. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell my wife that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, the cars are cars are the worst investment Americans make because it's complete depreciation. And I don't even care if you go out and buy classic cars. I used to work with a guy that uh, did classic cars. He'd buy them and fix them up and sell them. And they depreciate like anything else. Oh, yeah. Even though one of these books will say uh, 
you know, a 1956 Bugatti is worth $500,000. You try to find somebody who's going to pay Nobody. you $500,000. Yeah. I've had customers all day long buy classic T-Birds and Lincolns and things like that from the 60s, and they were really fixed nice. And they picked the things up for seven, dollars $8,000. They never have all that much resale value because... It's a toy, and not that many people are going to spend fifteen, twenty grand. And for it's a very toy. expensive to keep it up. Yeah, yeah, that they I, can't use every day anyway. I had a '62 Ford Fairlane that I finally sold because I I found out how much money it was going to going to keep costing me to keep fixing this thing up, and I figured it was time to it was time to get out. So. Yeah, when they get that old, they become toys. I have customers just bought a '60 Studebaker with a V8 in it, and it really goes. Uh, but the thing is, every time it breaks, you might be laid up for a month or two trying to find parts. <laughs> Yeah. Now, as far as getting the book, is it, is it available in bookstores? You can order it in any bookstore in the United States, but okay. if you're in a hurry, you can call 1-800-221-9697, and it's only $12.95. It'll save you a lot of headache. <laughs> okay. So 1-800-221-9697. Okay. Or you can order it in any bookstore in the United States. Okay, we got a brand new Barnes & Noble. It's uh, just opened up today. So. Oh, uh, yeah, you can order it there. Just tell my name, Scott Kilmer, just like Val Kilmer. Same last name. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Scott. Well, thanks for having me on. And uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe we should do a uh, a car tip of the week or something because uh, this, is, uh, this is definitely something that I could use. So maybe somebody else out there could uh, use it too. Sure. Anytime. Give me a call. Okay. Thanks, okay. Scott. Mm-hmm, bye. Goodbye. Now back to talking tunes. Talking to the boatman on talking tunes. That's me, Ma. I made it. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> After the interview, we just kind of eh, just. T- sat around and talked a little bit about our radio days. All right, man. That's one thing I got that you don't have, man. I did Sunny for almost a year. Well, I worked in the building. Yeah, uh, I worked MRI, at, right? Yeah, I worked yeah. down the hall yeah. at, at, at 101.7. Um, but uh, that was after uh, Jim and Joe. Joe had left. They were no longer with the company. Oh, okay. But I remember listening to those guys thinking, man, they're having a blast. That yeah. sounds like fun. Maybe I'll get to work there someday. Um, they're still doing it, too. I mean, Joe's in GR now. but Yeah. I don't know what happened to the... Biggins is over in Saginaw. Is he really? Yeah. Is he still doing radio? Yeah. yeah. No kidding. Nice. So. Yeah, those guys had fun. Duffy. I remember Duffy. Chris Duffy. He's... Uh, He's in Chicago now. I think at uh, WGN. I think he's their production guy. Did you ever work with Mark Frost at all? Mark Frost. He was at Sunny too. I was just about the same time as those guys were there. Boy. No. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. But I just thought that was kind of a, an interesting, an interesting Dan one Mesher. to. I worked with him. Who? Dan Mesher. He oh. lives up here now. He, he worked at Sunny FM for a while. How about? Uh, Sweet Lou, Lou Mitchell. Sweet Lou, yeah. Yeah, okay. Sweet Lou Whitaker, no, Sweet Lou with uh, Louie. Yeah, he lives yeah. up here now, too, or further north. Yeah, further north. Louie yeah. does. He lives up, I think, by Thompsonville. Louie, uh, the, the first station he worked at was the, the one that I was at um, at, at uh, Rock 95. Oh, yeah. WRNF. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he was. Uh, that was. He was just out of school, and he he went there. I think I still part-time. have a T-shirt. Do you really? I, yeah, I'll look for it. I'll and if I do, I'll send you a photograph of okay. it if yeah. I still have it. Because I still got a. I, I was thinking about that. I still got a a bumper sticker on my one of my old toolboxes. So, of Rock ninety five. Rock ninety five. Port when City I, said FM. When my when my dad passed away a couple of years ago, and I went down to Twin Lake to clean out his house. Um, 
went into my old bedroom and I had bumper stickers from Sunny FM, Rock 95, Magic 98, The Wave, MRR, all those things yeah. up all over the walls of my bedroom. I'm like, wow. I'm in the phone booth, it's a water cross the Joining us for Talking Tunes. Join us again next Saturday. West Michigan, we love you. Until next week, I'm the once again employed Bambi Dickens saying, I like you. I really, really like you. Mm. T A L L because we like you. K T U, you are special. N E S S is for see you next week. Keep your hands to yourself hands to yourself.
keep your hands to yourself.